Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Or my first cup of foam. That was a lot of foam to wade through. I thought I'd do a uh, different background for you all today. Um, since Halloween approaches, today is, say it with me, Friday! Uh, last Friday of October, October 29th, two days from Halloween, and All Saints Day, All Hallows Eve, Dia de los Muertos, and uh, I'll be doing the Sephora Halloween party tomorrow night online, and so that's my uh, spooky background. I wanted to let you all know, uh, I forgot to tell you, that I will be teaching a class starting on Monday, <laughs> November 1st. Uh, I didn't mention it before this because I frankly forgot about it. Uh, but it is with um, OIRWA, Outreach International RWA. And it's um, Keeping Secrets. I thought it was Keeping Secrets and Creating Suspense, but their site just says Keeping Secrets. So, you know, we'll see. See what we run out of time for. Uh, I mentioned in the Faro Discord that I was teaching this class and somebody said, oh, I want to take it, but um, Thanksgiving week is a really bad week for me. And I was like, yeah, it is for me too. I'm not at all clear why Past Jeffy agreed to this. Um, <laughs> but apparently I did. So I'll put the link in the show notes if you guys would like to uh, take the class. It's just one of those online deals where you go back and forth by email. So it's um, pretty low key, pretty easy tolerance for, um, you know, lurking and catching up and so forth. So uh, that's my, actually my only note for today. It says class. Um, I am underway on getting Dark Wizard into audio. Nobody has said anything. So maybe um, you podcast listeners are not my audio crowd. But um, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm doing it through Find Away Voices. And I they sent me the list of um, 10 narrators of um, different price points. One of them is an Audi winner who... Um, Adi is, you know, like the, the trophies of the Oscars. Why do we always say the Oscars of? Maybe because we all know that. The Grammys of audiobooks. He's the most expensive. He's like $425 per produced hour. The cheapest is someone who is like $185 per produced hour. And uh, his sample was... No, no, no. And it's interesting that the guy who's like the Audi winner has a 10 minute sample and the, the least experienced people have just like one minute samples. And it's like, it's an interesting thing. I'm not going to, well, actually I am, but <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not going to give advice to the audiobook narrators of the world because I don't know anything about it, but here I am. I'm about to give advice. Um, I think that the le less experienced you are, the longer the sample you should have. Um, because if it's a really short sample and you're not terribly experienced, you don't have a lot of cred, then I interpret it as that a longer sample 
makes you sound worse, not better, which maybe that's the case. Um, but there's also a couple of narrators that are less than the 425 guy. But now what I can do is I have to finish listening to them all. I kind of ran out of time the last couple of days, but once I listen to them all, then I send them a 700 word sample from my book and ask them to read that. So I can hear what they do with the actual voices. And so I'm hoping to get that done today. Very exciting. Um, and then I'm not sure it'll be interesting to see, cause I did put in there that I needed the same, same narrator for all three books. And, um, so I don't know, like, do we get to scheduling at the next phase or that sort of thing? Cause I feel like who I pick really has to do with their availability. Oh, I was wondering where I did this, um, where I put one of my pictures, but I know where it is. So anyway, um, I think I could say this. I can say this. So one of the perks of being president of CIFWA is you get to pick the grand master. CIFWA every year chooses a grand master who, uh, who, um, is more articulate than I, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like a lifetime achievement award. Uh, it's a person who, uh, embodies the best of the genre. Um, you know, has made significant contributions to the genre and to the community. And so I got sort of my short list or long list to choose from. And I made my own short list from that. And then I go back to the past presidents who are all on one loop which is kind of cool. And they've been so nice to me, you guys. That's I, this is, I talked about this a little bit yesterday with imposter syndrome, but you know, having someone like great bear send me encouraging words, um, was just really beyond awesome. I just really appreciated that. Um, other past presidents are somewhat more cantankerous, but, uh, that was just, I really appreciated that he took the time. Uh, because not everybody agrees with your choice and everybody has someone that they campaign for, which I find a little bit funny just because these are all people who already got to pick at least two grandmasters, if not more. And so it's like, this is like their chance to pick more. Uh, but one thing Greg Bear said to me was, uh, he said, you're president and the president gets to pick the grandmaster. So, uh, so I picked and I had a phone call last night with one of my all time author idols. And I got to tell them, uh, that, that they were going to be, that we'd chosen them for grandmaster. And they paused and said, Holy fuck. <laughs> it was you guys, the best response ever. Um, and then they were all discombobulated and, and we were trying to talk about logistics and plans and that sort of thing. And they kept coming back and saying, wait, wait, I'm really having a hard time wrapping my head around this. So it, that was like, yeah, one of the most fun things I've got to do. And we will be doing an announcement soon in the next few days. And so I will let you know 
what the plan is for that. Uh, although the by the time I do a podcast again on Monday, maybe we will have announced. So I'm super excited for you all to hear who it is. I would apologize for being a tease, but clearly I'm always a tease. So <clears throat> it's an ironic facet of my life, you guys, that I am on the one hand accused of being a tease by all of you who want more information than I'm giving. And on the other hand, being chided by people um, saying that I'm spilling tea that I should not be spilling. Um, for those of you who don't know, I mean, I guess I've just heard it in the last few years, but I said it to someone else who did not know the origin of the phrase, who didn't know what it meant. Maybe it's Southern. My agent says it and she's from North Carolina, but spilling tea is like, um, you know, giving the gossip. Uh, that's been on my mind a little bit. You guys know, I've been thinking a lot about communities, different communities of readers and communities are often defined by the jargon that they use. And it's one way of, um, showing the insiders from the outsiders because the outsiders don't know the jargon, but I thought it was very funny because, um, I find that the world of game playing of role-playing games to be very much like this more so than others. And, or maybe it's just because this is a community that I am almost entirely outside of. I've only ever played a couple of games like that in my whole life. I am just not a game player. Um, you know, like world of Warcraft, D and D all of that stuff. I just have not done it. Never played D and D never played world of Warcraft. I know Flynn saying things about them. Um, you know, and we have game writers in Sifwa and I feel like I should understand <laughs> their profession and understand what they're doing. But, um, in large part, I don't. And part of it's because I don't actually play the games and most people have the solution of, well, then that I should. And I just don't want to, it feels like displacement activity to me. Um, it, feels like something that is a little bit addictive and I, you know, in a good way, but you know, I would rather devote that time to reading frankly, or doing other things. I feel like it would suck up time that I would rather devote to reading if that's a better way to put it. Uh, and the gaming people sometimes get aggravated with me when I say that, you know, I've had a couple of people like kind of take it up with me and say, you know, there's nothing wrong with spending time gaming. And I'm like, well, no, I don't think there is. It's just when I choose how to spend my time, um, I want to maximize reading as many books as possible. Uh, you know, and they're like, well, you know, you get a lot of the same thing out of gaming. Well, okay. Maybe, but I get a lot out of reading books and that's what I want to do. Uh, that's how I refill my well. So, this kind of comes back to, you know, I read novels, you guys. I, I read a lot of novels. I read somewhere in the neighborhood of, which I know is not as many as other people read, you know, like there are certain uh, authors who say, I don't want to brag, but I read 400 books a year. That's like, really? You're reading more than a book a day is pretty, that is, that's fast. That's impressive. Um, I, I read about 150 books a year. Uh, and you know, takes me, takes me a few days to read a book, uh, you know, depending on length. Anyway, 
one of the things I find interesting about people who are very good at a particular profession um, or very much inside of a profession is that they is whether or not they can explain it. And so there was this one gal in Sifwa who very excitedly announced that she was going to be writing for X game. And everybody was like, wow, that's exciting. And she says, I know I'm so revved. And I say, congratulations. I don't know what that is. And she said, oh, well, it's written by Y person who came out of Z shop. And you might know it because uh, Keanu Reeves acted in the A thing. And I said, okay, well, the only thing I recognized out of all of that was Keanu Reeves, you know, and I sent a little wince emoji and, um, and she declined to explain further. It was like, okay. Um, you know, and I think that people reach that point where they're like, well, if you don't understand who Y person is in Z shop and anything, then I'm not going to try to explain it to you. And it's like, well, but now I don't understand. I, and I want to understand. Uh, we had an interesting exchange uh, on one of the loops I'm on, the, the very small array, the New Mexico SFF authors loop, <clears throat> where somebody asked if a character in a series had been an NPC. And, and they said, yes, it was. And it was like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, what does this mean? What is an NPC? And because, you know, you guys, this is one of my things. And... I would say it's one of my foundational beliefs uh, and I think it surprises people, but that I will always ask the question. I just gave that up years and years ago where it's like, and I don't know, maybe every once in a while I'll say, call it a stupid question, but I actually don't believe there are any stupid questions. If you don't know something and you don't ask the question, you're not going to find out, right? You know, and I know some people come out of like family cultures where you don't ask questions. Um, and my mom can vouch. I think I mentioned the other day that she sent me to school early because she wanted someone else to answer my questions. I am the question girl. Uh, so if I don't know something, I'm just going to ask, <laughs> which is interesting to me that it takes people aback sometimes. And I think maybe that's what happened with the, I don't know what this game is, because um, she clearly didn't want to answer much about it. Um, so I said, what's an NPC and Jim Sorensen, uh, my good friend, he's really good about, and we had this conversation yesterday over writer coffee is he was saying that he thinks a lot of people don't have the abilities to step back, to step outside of that circle and answer the question in a way that is helpful to someone who doesn't have any context. And he said, you know, and his writer coffee, his son, eight-year-old son came with us yesterday. And he said, you know, I think it helps having a small child because often children have no context. So he told me that an NPC is a non-playing character. Um, and so, and the whole point is, is like that there's, if you guys are like me and know nothing, that you have these games where there are people who, the, the players um, operate certain characters, but then there are other characters in there that don't have a person operating them. And they sort of act as like, you know, like a literary foil or um, sort of the cast of extras in the game. So an NPC. 
And, you know, and I said, he said, was that a helpful the way I'd explained it on the email loop? Because I was complaining about this gaming thing. And I said, yeah, you know, I said, I think that was, that was perfect. You, you explained it to me in a way I could understand. Um, you know, so I just think it's interesting that when we talk to other people, being aware of what context they do and don't have. So, um, other news, secret project went out on submission yesterday. It's exciting. Uh, light Halloween jack-o'-lanterns for me, please. Thank you for all of you who have sent, um, positive notes of encouragement and so forth. We'll see. It'll be interesting. And novella is coming along. I'm at the midpoint of the novella. You know, it's, I want to say it's been a really long time, but I guess it's just been like a year since I wrote a novella and I wrote a written, I wrote a, I done wrote a lot of novels since then. Um, it was probably my mother, shall we say? I forgot to silence my phone. It is. No, it's not. Oh, uh, Dorinda. Oh, poor thing. She uh, got her booster shot yesterday and she said she was so wrong about it that it's bad. She started feeling bad about noon yesterday um, and she had a very rough night. Oh, okay. Let, hang on just a second. I'm just, I'm just going to say you poor thing. I was supposed to maybe go down there this evening um, and see her. So it's a good thing that I'm not going. And I'm telling her that. I just decided the timing was too tight with having to get um, back up here, you know. Okay. So sorry about that. Um, what were we saying? Oh, the novella. I, I feel like it's been a long time since I've written a novella because the, the pace is going so fast, you know, because um, the whole novella is like about 25,000 words. So it's like act one of a novel. And so it's like, oh, <laughs> I, I need to write the whole story, not just act one of the story. Um, but I think it's coming along well. It's, um, I yeah, I can tell you this because it's what it's going to be. Um, if you've read Dark Wizard and Bright Familiar, you will know that, uh, at, in the convocation, convocation world, that there's Convocation Academy where the wizards and familiars, young wizards and familiars, both before they're, uh, I, before they manifest and after, uh, are trained in the magical arts. And this story takes place at Convocation Academy and you, it's just super fun. I am like leaning into all of um, my boarding house, boarding school, boarding house, brother, boarding school fantasies and tropes that there ever was. Um, and it's really kind of a kick. So I hope you guys like this story because I'm really having fun writing it. Uh, and I actually kind of know where it's going. It's amazing, isn't it? So um, I don't think I have anything else to tell you. Uh, hope that I think it's funny how everyone was reflexively says, if you celebrate, if you celebrate anything to do with uh, this time of year, Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, 
All Saints Day, All Hallows Eve. Um, I hope you have a good one. Uh, spooky season is a fun season for everyone. Uh, behind me, some are Halloween de decorations. Other things are my standard office stuff. So, you know, I think that's indicative of something. So I will remind you all that First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Monday. You all take care. Bye-bye.